Music by Shiana. Medical disclaimer. The advice that I'm sharing is based on my experience as a licensed massage therapist and an active participant in alternative healing practices. The advice is for educational and informational purposes only. While it may be useful to some, be smart about it. Talk to a healthcare provider before trying out some of these practices. It's Shiana. Welcome to Who You Call Holistic. I am here today with a special guest uh, here with me from L.A. I'm here with Steve Murray today. Welcome, Steve. How are you doing over there? Um, great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. It's my pleasure. And um, to give a little backstory of how we met, uh, I actually, you know, the power of social media. And I tell people about this often. And, you know, like you don't know the kind of relationships you're going to encounter and create just by being on social media and actually making these connections. So this is how we met, right? Uh, Instagram. Yeah, that is how we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we met from social media and have been able to maintain a relationship since, right? That's, right. That's half the, the, the battle of any relationship, right. actually maintaining. Right. So tell the people what it is that you do. Uh, I do, I do uh, marketing, specialize in uh, marketing and creative direction. So uh, usually I, I go into a brand and, and find opportunities for them to scale and then utilize things like Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, email marketing, text marketing, and other avenues of how to like get your content to the right person. So it all falls under the umbrella of marketing, but it's it's just different ways to actually execute what it is. But probably my my favorite thing that I do is creative direction. So like creating the content and developing stories that people like gravitate towards and go like, wow, that's that's me. Like I see myself in that story in that content in that video i want to try what this person has so and it's funny because i actually i was going to have you on here as a guest sooner but I, mm. I we had to reschedule and then i actually had a guest recently come on the show and uh he does what's called cosmology readings have you heard mm. of cosmology never heard of it. okay um so with my cosmology like after he spoke on the show he actually did a cosmology reading for me and one of the things he discussed with my my path, my purpose moving forward, what I'm I'm here to do is to talk about myself. Like I'm here to talk about myself, share my story. Uh, and just like you said a moment ago, so other people can say, oh, my gosh, I see myself in her or there's mm-hmm. things that she does that I see. You know, that's how I move. So then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect timing to have you on here because I realize how many people are listening and how many people tune in that are working on their own their own brand, their own, their own businesses and stuff. And I feel like your information would be very beneficial for them to hear. So, yeah. Isn't that such an interesting thing though? Like, like the idea of having to talk about yourself, sometimes you just feel like, uh, I don't know, at least for me, sometimes it's like, I got to talk about myself again. Right. Like, you know, like uh, what qualifies you to, I asked myself this question last night. I was like, you know, it would be interesting to do a podcast and, and really like the first episode would be about what qualifies a person to do a podcast or like, right. What, right. Like I, I saw, um, 
Kanye West uh, on all the rants that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he said to a guy on the news, he was like, don't you think you should listen to me? I have more money than you. Right? And I was like, how does that qualify you to right. share a story? Like, it's the you, everyone has a story. So what, what makes that story, uh, you know, more valid or less valid than the next person's story? It's, like a, it's not money. I'll tell you that. Like, that, <laughs> that's not the qualifying factor. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, was, it, it, it just was like an interesting thing that came to my mind, though, for sure. I literally was just thinking about that. Like, huh, what makes us okay? You know, it's an awkward feeling to talk about yourself sometimes. It, sometimes, all the time. <laughs> like, and just like you said, um, and I was even thinking about this, I had a guest another time recently, and we just we were discussing how. You know, you've seen you've seen the characters on some of these podcasts that you're like, you you probably shouldn't be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like you've worked with people from uh, Snoop and the game and even Caesar Milan, which by myself, I call myself uh, Sheezer Milan. I don't know if you knew OK, that. I like that. Thank I like you. that, Monica. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but how how on earth do you land like partnerships with such a not even strange, but like that, that demographic is very vast, like Snoop to Caesar Milan. How does the work that you do get into the hands of such different people? Oh, well, this, hmm. Okay. So one of the brands that I do marketing for, uh, we, 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 we essentially do accessories. So part of, um, part of our strategy is, is like, creating brand partnerships where we could license the person's likeness, right? So we'll just, sometimes sometimes it's networking, but sometimes it's, it's developing, like the, the literal steps would be like putting a list together, like a one, two, three, four, five target list, right? And then researching, like mo- most of the time, as crazy as it sounds, the people's information is directly on their social media. That's like, not crazy to hear. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I did a, we did a deal with um, Master P recently, mm-hmm. and the way we did the deal, there were some mutual connections. There's usually like you're two people away or one person away, right? And you're mm-hmm. kind of like filling it out, like you know, you might go to an event. I'm in LA, so a lot of people they 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 live here, they interact here, so it's not uncommon to run into people that are right next to them, right? So within that, there's usually some mutual something, but then, you know, identify like, okay, well, who, who's doing their business? Like, oh, who's their business manager? Sometimes it might be on their social media. Sometimes it might be on LinkedIn. Sometimes it might be, you know, the, the favorite hack of finding people going into their tag photos and seeing who is in, like, you can tell what type of relationship it is. Mm. So if you see like, oh, like one, the guy who did, uh, who manages Master P is um, named Juggy. But when you go to like the tag photos, you'll see like in in his bio, it'll say like no limit Juggy, all business requests for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, all right, let me just DM this guy because he mm-hmm. only has 15,000 followers. Okay. All right. Two you know, right. like, and then like any relationship is kind of like, yo, what are you like? For me, one of the things that um, 
like building those types of relationships where you're talking about like celebrity clients or like people that constantly have people reaching out to them right Mm -hmm. it's like i try to build with people on a personal level so i'll like see like hey what what is this person into right like oh oh he's from new orleans hey I, yeah, see you down in New Orleans. Like once, once I set up a call or, or reach out to them with a proposal for something to offer, like mm-hmm. you know, usually you got to have some type of value that you could like exchange with these people. So that's the that's where the brand comes in. Like, hey, I could I, I want to send you a proposal of what I could service you with, or like what type of deal I could put together where we could partner. You know, mm-hmm. so I already have my what my value add is right as my lead. Where they're going, okay, I'll read the email. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'll open the message or, yeah, I'll respond. You're not saying, yo, is there anything I could do for you? Right. I know what I want to do for you. I'm going to tell you. Now, hey, yo, I just want to send you a proposal. Let's jump on the call. So I just said, once you see the proposal is actually like legit, then it's kind of like, uh, OK, cool. Well, now we're on the phone. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see you down in New Orleans. Hey, it's hurricane season, man. Duh, I, 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 how you? Yeah, oh, you you over there probably eating some boudin, huh? Right, and so they go, oh, he's familiar with my culture. He knows mm-hmm. a little bit about it. So they get so comfortable that now it's easy. It's like, yeah, so what you want to do? The conversation, the, the, the tone of the conversation changes, and then now now we can talk, and we can all right, man, let's do it. I, 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 you know, and it's the same thing from, you know, Snoop to Cesar Milan or Whoever it is, usually sometimes it's just where you make that first encounter, mm-hmm. right? And then finding something to talk to them about outside of just, Work. hey, here's these numbers, here's this business. It's like, hey, let's build a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Snoop. All right, went to Snoop's house one time, um, and because he's he's in LA, he does parties all the time. Like it's it's so that's something that's so incredible to see sometimes because it's like. It's Snoop, but everyone goes to his house. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Uncle Snoop, though. Yeah, they, and it really is, right? It's, 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 it really is. Like, oh, all right. Damn, da-da. man, I appreciate you doing this. This means this for, you know, like, what you're doing with, with by doing this deal. Like, yo, you know, I'm able to leverage the platform now to hire other people that's just like us. Like, I... I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I know what he's into. He's into the black culture. Yo, I was down in Houston. I, I went to the game. The big boy, his mom was riding on the plane with me. He has a uh, the Snoop Football League. When I used to travel back and forth to Texas, um, when I was living in, I mean, I still live in L.A., but, like, I would go back and forth from Houston because I played football down there. Mm-hmm. And I met, I, I decided to randomly go to a Snoop football game because I like football. Uh, it's a youth team. But while I was on the plane, I was talking to a lady whose son was like featured on the show. I didn't know this. We were just talking. So when I went to the game, I saw the same mom again. So we talked again. Like, oh, da, da, da. so now she's like, like introducing me a little bit and like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. because we built on just literally just having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about like, hey, business, business, business. Hey, I could sell you this. It was like, Yo, no, we actually spoke. I recognized them as a person. So now by the time you go and see Snoop again, right, it's not always the first connection. Sometimes it's the second or third. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Now the conversation changes again. And you know? 
your start wasn't so okay. I know you do marketing now, but that wasn't your start. Like what got you here into marketing, especially with what what's changed over the years in this field? Well, I've always kind of been in marketing. So my, when I was a kid, my um my brother, my brother's I got I have a brother that's ten years older than me, so he, he like was my dad basically. Yeah, very irritating sometimes. <laughs> right? He goes, "You need to know what you do before you go to college." All right, bro. I don't know. I like commercials. I like TV commercials. All right, well, what's that called? I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to go play basketball. Can you leave me alone? But anyway, like he pushed me to really find out what I'm interested in. And, and one day, uh, it's a it's a guy that does marketing and creative direction and entertainment and media named Steve Stout. So he ran a commercial for Alan Iverson uh, for his new A5 sneaker. And it was it was featuring Jada Kiss and Alan Iverson, and Jada Kiss was dribbling a basketball. Uh, and he made like a beat with the ball. Uh, I mean, Iverson was making a beat with the ball and Jada Kiss was rapping mm. and it was so captivating. Right? I was like, whatever the fuck I just watched, I want to do that. Mm. Like, I do that. So when I, you know, fast forward, I end up um, like in high school, I, I started my own barbershop and like would make like fake commercials for it. And then I got to college and I would do uh, like parties for for everyone to come to. So me and my friends, we would do like commercials for our parties and things <laughs> like that. Right? So it was like, all right, well, let me just te- like, you know, I'm testing the waters basically. And then when I graduated, um, at first, I was at Northeastern in Boston, and I graduated. I ended up at uh, Lamar University in Texas. That's how I ended up like going back and forth to Houston all of the time. Um, when I was there, I met a guy that was the CEO of a credit union, and he was a huge football fan. So he was. I met him randomly at this event. Same thing. Like it's 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 the same parallel story. No matter how you slice it right from snoop to the ceo of a credit union it's like i met him somewhere and we talked literally hey so i told him that i was interested in marketing so by the time i get to the um i mean because i was studying marketing but i was basically by this time i was telling them like hey I, i need a mentor like i need i don't even know how you find a mentor what does that mean when you guys keep saying find a mentor i don't know what that even means so I wasn't asking him for anything. I was asking, or I was really trying to find out how do you find a mentor? Because that's what everyone, you know, like you go to those panels, they give you that fluff talk, find a mentor. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. What are you talking right. about? Like I don't you, even you know. You can't sign where. up for those. Yeah. Like, wh- is there an application where you apply to find a mentor? What, right. are, what are we talking about right now? So that's basically what I was saying, right? But he could relate to that, I guess. All right. So his response, pretty much, he was laughing. He was laughing. I'm like, I don't, I really, I genuinely don't, because I'm thinking to myself, like, what's a bank got to do with marketing? No, everyone has something to sell or like a message to get out or a story to be told. So he, fast forward, he, he, he's like, hey, you know, uh, I could let you work here in our marketing department. You can put whatever you want put together, you know, and the rest was, you know, that's basically where I really, I started working on million, you know, dollar campaigns and things like that. And uh, you said that you so know. casually. 
Uh, That's when I started working on million dollar campaigns. No big deal. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it, people probably had started, I don't know, it's bigger, I guess. I don't know. Mm, or, or not. Uh, yeah, that's true too. You know, at the same time as I was doing that, I was uh, I had started my own clothing line too. So I was I was working with million dollar budgets and five hundred dollar budgets, <laughs> right? So it was like eh, okay, whatever, you know, like it, it's okay. So uh, yeah, I started doing that, and then that's kind of I end up in LA and blah blah blah. The rest is kind of like you know history. So what would you say is the difference since you've you've definitely had your experience in both? What's the difference in building a business and building a brand? Ooh. Well, building a business is completely different from building a brand, although they go parallel. Building a business, you're talking about understanding numbers, operations, cost of goods, customer service, shipping. Dealing with returns, um, chargebacks, uh, distribution of marketing assets, right? Of course, right? Making connections, business development. How am I going to, you know, build partnerships with stores or like getting a website built if you're going the e-commerce route or how am I even going to, you know, it, there's there's so many other things that go into a business that have nothing to do with product, mm. right? Like, okay, well, uh, maybe you have to find vendors. Maybe you have to find packaging. Maybe you have to find, like, where am I going to store these products when I get them? When you're talking about building a brand, none of that matters. Right. <laughs> right? Like, we're talking about storytelling and consistency and, the it's more so not as much as what and more so how. Right? When you're talking about a brand, we're talking about how. Like we're saying, how do we do packaging? It's not whether or not we do or don't do packaging, it's how we do it. Mm -hmm. right? Like it's like when when someone sees this thing that I sell when I'm not in the room. How do they receive it? How do they interact with it? One of my favorite um, brands is Apple. And I just read a uh, case study uh, recently and it was talking about how the, the, the packaging on the cell phones was intentionally done. You know how it's, it's a seamless package like mm -hmm. the iPhone. So when you like you have to grab the top on the sides and it releases slowly because mm -hmm. it's. It's, it's packaged that way. It's very intentional. They did that on purpose so that it, there's a delayed gratification. There's of like that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not whether or not they have packaging for their phone or not, right? That's building a business, building a brand. You're going, our packaging, we're going to have a slow reveal on our cell phones so that our customers feel like they're, they're waiting for a huge reveal mm -hmm. of the phone. Right. That's branding. That's like building a brand. That's like, oh, I the consistency of using the same font on the website, on your emails, on your print materials. That's well, why do you know Nike? You know, I could remove a photo and anything and I could put just the Nike text and people are going to go, 
oh, that's a Nike ad. How? Because they use the same specific font, and it's not like a a font that's uh, their font that they use is created. Like they they got a designer to create it and make some adjustments to it. That's why it's very 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 specific. But um, the, those are the things that go into branding, right? It's like how do I interact with this brand? Like what stories do we tell, and how do we produce it? Same thing with like Beats. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. Like see a Beats commercial, you know it. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. What um what three things then would you say all brands should have? Oh, what should all brands have? Well, okay. I would say every brand should have a brand guide. And uh, it's not as common if you don't necessarily know what a brand guide is, but a brand guide has all of the details about the um, the fonts that the brand used. Usually it's two. It's a headline font and a subheadline font. It has all of the details about the logo, whether like, you know, some people, especially early on, they'll make a mistake of like resizing the logo. But let's say the length of the logo is like this long, right? And then you're trying to fit it to something. So they squeeze it. And now like the head, like let's say your, your brand has like a headphones in it. But now the headphones are like this versus like that's not actually the shape. It's right. The, so the, it's just developing all of the consistencies, like everything that your brand does from what type of photos do they take? Is it natural light or hard light, right? Like those things help in like what, uh, like how how people perceive the brand. Like, oh, I know that that's what this brand is. So I would say one would be a brand guide. Um, two, I would say every brand should know uh, what they sell. And here's here's a better way to describe what you sell. Rolex sells a watch, right? But they don't sell a watch. They sell a status, right? So when you look at a Rolex ad or the language that they use, it's all about status. Mm -hmm. This is a trophy. You, it's a Rolex. It's right. The like how fine and rare the materials are. They're not saying, they're not just saying this is the very best quality. Because if that's the case, well, half of their watches are stainless steel. How many stainless steel watches can we find? Right. Right. They're selling a status symbol and their pricing matches that. Right. Same thing with a better example for, you know, someone who might like say, I will, duh. Well, what does Fenty sell? Right. Fenty sells inclusivity. They know exactly what they sell. They, it's all about inclusivity. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not random messaging. Go read the copy that they use on their ads. Go read, um, you know, their packaging. Go look at the models that they cast. All of that is about branding. It's like, oh yeah, because when you see it when they're not around, you go, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say. Um, know what you sell that's would be number two and then uh number three i would say probably 
every brand should have um, a clear focus on who they sell to. Mm. Their and target audience. Yeah, that's that's your target audience is so key. Like it's so key, and I see it. It's one of the things that I consistently see in businesses where I'm going, hey, okay, so let's you know before you do any marketing. You always should know, like, who are you about to talk to and what do they sell and how are we going to talk to this person? Right. So if I'm creating, remember, I said like in the beginning, creative direction is my favorite thing that I do. Right. So let's say I go into a brand and I'm saying, all right, well, you know, these are the questions that I have to find out before I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm creating an ad, right, or content uh, or video or photo, whatever it is, and I don't know whether or not, this brand has a consistent style in which they present themselves, which sometimes brands will already have it and it's just not on paper and they didn't know that they do it. Right. Right. You you probably shoot videos in a specific style that you just it's not written anywhere for someone else to duplicate it, but you probably already do it in a certain way. Right. So it's like, you know, when I come into a brand, that's not like one of the first things I'm looking for. Like, hey, let me see. What it is, because now whatever I create, it needs to represent and tell the story to the right person. So, for example, like, um, you know, we could use Rolex again. It's like, don't go to Rolex talking about inclusivity. Right. (laughs) Right. How? You know what I mean? I'm talking to the elite of the elite. So don't come over there talking about they love our style and. Everyone should have how everyone gonna have one. The watch starts at ten thousand dollars. Right. You know, like this isn't a household item. It's it's rare. It's precious. It's so if I start using certain language that doesn't match that, it's like how's that gonna be effective? It's not typically right. Like or like one of my favorite things that happened with this brand. They thought their audience was was younger than it was, but their primary buyers, it was for skincare, it was a skincare company. Mm-hmm. They they thought their buyers were uh, 25 to 44, but in actuality, the biggest buyers were like 55 to uh, <laughs> 55 and up, mm-hmm. right? And it was the age, like, I mean, to me, as soon as I saw it, it was like very clear, like, the number one product that you sell is like your, your um, cleanser and your uh, age serum, right? So it was like, oh, these are the biggest buyers. But then we had to find out, like, hey, is this a mom that's buying it for herself? Or is it a mom that's buying it for her daughter and the daughter is just using the car? Right. Right. (laughs) So then once we find out, like, no, it's actually a mom that's buying it for herself. Mm -hmm. Right. We we need to change who we're talking to in the ads. This needs to be about, like, regaining your youth and, like. Uh, preserving like self-preservation and like feel, I mean, look as young as you feel, right? That's a much different message than talking to a 25 year old girl that's getting ready for the club at night and practice like building healthy habits. Those are two different like ways to present the same exact information. Hey, build healthy habits with mom as is 55 is not building healthy habits. She already has them. Preserve, like you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. Do you think there's like a time frame for, uh, you know, like reevaluating who your audience is? Because I know for me, 
like I know my my target audience it's mostly women um there's a, a specific age range that because you know I check my I check my things there you go um, but in saying that like I'm also very surprised when men especially black men when men come to me and they're like hey I listen to your podcast or like you know thank you for that message like I'm always very surprised when men resonate with what I'm putting out there too so then I'm like well do I, you know, do I need to start shifting things? Like, is is my is my audience expanding, or is this just like a sprinkle of who I'm, you know, getting my message to? Like, what does that look like in terms of, you know, shifting what a brand looks like? Like, mm-hmm. how I don't know how often I'm supposed to revisit that and say, oh, maybe I need to start shifting my message for a, a bigger audience than I realized I had. Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, when 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 a brand is growing. It's 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 uh, it's like a, it's it's a much different thing than the brand that is at like peak um, like peak with the score because we're talking about like a brand that has enough like sample size right like so when you're looking at those metrics and you say how much is it growing and what percent is it growing by you know what I mean like if your male audience grew by fifty percent and your female audience grew let's say 200 people but that's only 10 percent it doesn't mean shift away if if the like numbers of like the total supporters is like a 80 20 right but it 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 does tell you that there's something there then you're tracking like what's the growth rate there i'm like oh how fast is this growing okay well what identify what are they responding to too so then let's say we were talking about like who are we talking to well let's say hypothetically we just use those numbers 80 20 right 80% 80% of this would be for men, I mean, for women. And then 20% of my messaging that I'm, and this could literally just be the photos that you put on your Instagram. Right. Eight out of the 10, eight would go to like my caption or like what I'm talking about would be like neutral or women. And then 20% would be something that's specifically about men. So like, fellas, you know, I know this time of the season, year is coming up, be prepared for whatever. Like I'm directly addressing you. I'm talking to you. Like I want you to see this. I know that I'm talking to you. Right. So it just matters. Now you might see like another 10% increase. Now you're at 70, 30, seven out of the seven, three. Now you might hit a 50, 50 and you might go, oh, this is so clear cut. (laughs) My women don't even... I'm going to give my women some, but sometimes I'm going to specifically talk to my men. And then the information, this is this is like where you go like one layer deep. Sometimes, And it's not like crazy stuff, really. It's like... Well, this is what you do for a living, though, sir. Just so you know. Uh, so like <laughs> the average Jane or Joe is like, oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know this. Remember well, maybe, that. <laughs> you know, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes with, because like sometimes we may not get like super duper specific, right? We might speak in generalities, but really it's not stuff that people can't do. That's what I mean. Like, oh, oh, literally the post that I put on my Instagram, just do seven and three that are specifically about men and say something to men, right? right? That's an actual action step, right? But someone might go like, oh, man, I don't know what to do with marketing. All right, what's your, what are you using? Instagram. All right, cool. We're just gonna use it better. right? You know what I mean? Like, no, you you don't got to go put up no billboard. You don't got billboard money. 
So we're just talking about like simple stuff, like like simple changes that are like easy to actually apply. It's not always like I need to write this huge plan. No, sometimes it's like the the little things. Uh, I had a coach that said it would be like the things that that make up the big changes. They're really just like one percent shifts, mm-hmm. especially if it's just one percent every day. You know, by by the end of the year, you've you've changed tremendously. But if you yeah. can just shift that one percent just a little bit, tweak everything a little bit daily, like yeah. the the no, growth absolutely. you can have. Absolutely, uh, that, that, that's extremely true. Um, yeah. So, but you know. The other thing with with that is uh yeah shifting the content, but then also like uh the the one layer deep thing that I was pointing out was like sometimes you can talk to women through men. So and what I mean is like, fellas, are you dating anyone? Here's what she would like. So you're talking to men about what they should do for women. Make sure you get your lady uh session you know two sessions this whatever whatever she needs to be relaxed for the holiday mm-hmm. right, so you're still talking to men and you're talking to women and then the women could go i know that's right you got us <laughs> to get my man to pay for this yeah yep. <laughs> yeah that's smart what um what's the biggest mistake you see brands making um probably goes back to the same stuff we talk about uh Usually they just don't know who they're talking to. Mm. So usually it's the wrong message to the wrong, like the wrong, the wrong message to, to, to like who, who their audience is. And then when it's not that, usually, um, sometimes I just notice that, and I'm not talking about like small brands. I'm talking about every brand across, not, not, not like your, your Nikes or your, uh, well, they have this problem too. <laughs> not not Nike specifically. Nike's right. good. Nike's right. really good. Nike's one of my favorite brands. That's that's why I reference them so much. And they're like easy to see. But a lot of times, um, it's really just like people can be tone deaf, which goes back to the wrong message to the right crap. And that that that's across the board. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you'll see Gucci who has like maybe maybe the primary buyers that they have are Caucasian or not black, right? Mm-hmm. But then you could be tone deaf in, in missing the idea that half of your popularity comes from pop culture. And right now, it doesn't mean permanence. Sometimes people think like what's driving X is permanent. It's not always permanent. So you gotta look at what's in real time. What used to be maybe is that your older demo, like old successful males, white and women, right? Might have been your biggest driving factor. So maybe they're like grandfathered in. But when we're tracking growth, like, well, what percentage is this group growing, right? Like, so you might see like a large growth in like African-American system. You're like, oh, our revenue is going up. But you're, you, you're not addressing it. So you're not recognizing like, hey, you're a little bit toned up. You think you should do blackface on the runway? Right. That's your biggest growing group, probably. Right. And then also, it's probably your most influential group. Like, there's a difference between uh, knowing your demo and knowing 
who's influential in your growth, right? Your influencers and your demo are not always exactly the same. Yeah. So your women might be the ones that are pushing men to your platform. You don't know. But sometimes you got to ask that question, ah, how'd you find out about us? Mm-hmm. And I, I ask the same for clients now, like, you know, how, cause the majority of my clients are word of mouth, of course. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel mm-hmm. like no matter, and I know you work in, in paid per click things and getting your message out there with like paying for marketing and stuff. But I feel like when I've done those things in the past, they don't work because it, it really is like word of mouth. Like the majority, like 98% of my clients came to me because somebody else came to me. Mm-hmm. Not because they saw an ad somewhere or because they saw, you know, not usually not even like the social media things that I do. It really is somebody had an experience, you know, had Reiki or um, or even listened to my podcast, for instance. And then they're like, oh, no, I do need to work with her. But like not from not from the ads. You know, well, I guess I only will say this, I guess, because this is what I do. Of course. Right? Of course. So, usually the same thing it's like how do you tell that story because 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 let me tell you something when you said uh all right people are telling people right that means it has legs i love when something works mm-hmm. organically mm-hmm. when it works organically those are the ones that need the most advertising mm-hmm. why because it means there are people that are specifically looking for this but that also means if you try to usually, especially like ads, because it's so accessible, sometimes people think that they're doing it when they're not. I mean, what they are doing it, but they're not doing it um, at the most optimal rate. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like the creative direction part is how do we translate this, this experience into a 15 to 45 second story? that people can watch, listen to, and say, that's me. I need that. Are we addressing the needs? Usually we try to hit like, I just shit like one strategy I use, like like once we know like our why and who we're talking to, right? That's why I said like, oh, are we talking to men? We're talking to men through women. Are we talking to women using men? Are we talking to men using women? Are we, talking to the person who specifically needs it and now why do they need it right like oh i need it because now we just list off our reasons so there's like three reasons why but i'll never say it that way right i was feeling depressed so how now when we go and do like uh let's say like that was the top thing that's an opening Mm -hmm. i was feeling depressed a friend of mine told me about reiki but I didn't believe it until I saw, now we insert three people that it worked for mm-hmm. that speak on three different reasons why they decided to make the decision, right? And we're using all of this in one single 30 second ad, right? So now the code is like, this was the best decision of my life. Oh shit. Now I'm watching and going, damn, I had those same exact feelings. Well, I already right. know you had those feelings. So now when I'm distributing the ads, who am I targeting? Depression, anxiety. Now I set up a 20 mile radius just in South Carolina. Right. Oh, okay, boom. Uh, well, usually it works. Okay. You know, right. because I'm talking to you. Right. 
I'm, I'm not not talking. I'm talking directly to you. I'm addressing every problem that you have. Like not every single. Each person might have a different reason. So now my next opener will be like, I was experiencing anxiety. Right. <laughs> Insert format. One, two, three. People. Hot. Best decision of my life. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Great. Now they're going, damn, this shit fix anxiety, depression, uh, breast, sleepless nights. Right. My boyfriend was me out. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, it just depends on what we're talking about and who we talk to. Okay. Uh, I know I've been sharing um, with my audience, for instance, because, again, I'm here to share my story and how I'm growing with what I'm doing and all the things. And I know what I've come up with recently is the shift that I need to make moving forward with um, just like with my message and who my not just who my audience is, but just getting a bigger audience. So I know I've just recently shifted like, okay, I really need to step my game up on YouTube and like really focus on the YouTube audience, move into more long form videos so that I can, you know, cut from that and make short form videos for, say, Instagram and TikTok and stuff. What do you see shifting in marketing and media over the next few years for brands? Uh, the biggest shift happening right now is probably user generated content because um, you have to like you have to give people what they're asking for. So a lot of times what I see is like brands want to do the high production stuff and then they're wondering like, how come I don't have the engagement that I used to have? That's not what they're asking for anymore. Like people aren't responding to it. So they're saying, I don't want this. Similar to TV, I, I, I love, you know, telling people is it's, it's the exact shift that happened with television. Remember we used to watch sitcoms? Mm-hmm. Started watching Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit in reality TV, right? So, what is user generated content? It's reality TV for ads, and it's happening. And some people are adapting, and some people are going, "No, but I still I can make it look prettier." And I, I ask you to make it look prettier. I'm watching it. I'm just telling you, I'm tired of seeing it. <laughs> so I want to look like that. Like talk to me like a person. Talk to me. That's what's happening. So the ones that are choosing to like ignore it and keep going, but I could use this camera and make it better. Yeah, but um, you know these videos are vertical because I watch videos on my phone now. Right. So I'm not watching it on the like. Can you imagine if you went to the movie theater and you watched a vertical video? Right. You would be saying, "Who, who made that choice?" Right. This is very unnatural. My phone is like this, so people are still making videos like this because you know that's like that's just like what production has allowed. So they go, yeah, but this one is better because it's higher quality. But I watch reality TV now, right? So it's a user-generated content thing. It's just getting people to really buy into the idea, which a lot of like brands are having a tough time shifting into that market. But the ones that are killing it. So what advice can you give? Because I feel like what you're sharing is basically, um, you know, like, damn, not, not damn near. It really is what I do for a living. Like, I have to show up as myself. I can't bullshit who I am to sell mm-hmm. what I sell, like, which is mm-hmm. a story. How can, um, what advice can you give for people to show up more authentically? Because I know for, like I mentioned to you earlier, 
<clears throat> what I'm realizing is a lot of my audience are people that are putting out their their work, they're sharing their message. And I mean, I mm-hmm. have people from like chefs to coaches to artists, you know, that are mm-hmm. following me and listening to my story. What advice can you give to them for showing up more authentically for their brands? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm used to being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable thing. Um, especially sometimes you're trying to choose the right words and there are no right words. Right? So if I say the real way that I say this is I don't give a fuck. Well, that's the way that I say it. That's, what, that's the way that I mean it too. So you like, how do I, how do I translate that into, I don't feel so good about that. Well, what did I, when I hear that, I go, child is my fucking line to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable because you're going, I don't want to offend anyone, but, or you go, I don't want to lose any opportunities. But what about the opportunities that you're losing with the people who identify with who you truly are? Mm. So you just got to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I can definitely speak for that because I know for me uh, and a lot of my audience, because they chime in whenever I talk about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm in that perfectionism thing. And it's like, oh, well, let me tweak it just right. Or like, I don't want to talk about it. Or if I don't post it just right. You know, oh, I know I could have done better with blah, 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 blah. But that's not what we're that's not what we're doing anymore. It's like, no, share it with the mistakes, share it with the typos, share it with the the fuck ups and just say later, like you got the message, you know, Mm -hmm. like I know you got the message. So that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. What is the uh, (laughs) what's the wildest product that you have seen succeed? Mm hmm. Wow, this product that I've seen succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, this product that I've seen succeed. Well, mm-hmm. Pro- I I don't know necessarily that it's wild, but definitely there have been some odd things that I've seen. I'm like, I didn't know that would work. Right. Like I had a. I have a cousin, he did a, he bought an Instagram page from a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Deleted all of the content and ordered some teeth whitening kits <laughs> from overseas. And got like a like sometimes, you know, like on Alibaba, they'll have already like those pictures of people using the product. Mm-hmm. Same exact product, but they said was, they're doing that wholesale. So they just stockpiling the photos. And he used all of the um, photos and he just posted on the Instagram. For and made money day. from that. It made like 15, 20 grand. <laughs> okay. I was like, shit, I should have did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was even thinking, you know, because I've, I've mentioned on here before, we're, in, we're now in the age of Aquarius where people literally can get paid to be themselves and mm-hmm. people can succeed in all kinds of industries just by showing up as themselves. But then you know, you started seeing things like women selling their farts in a jar and um, stuff like that. And I was like, okay. And then I've, I've even had somebody on here. She's a cuddle therapist. And so I'm like, people are really making money from everything to, from selling a fart in a jar to like cuddling with you and like making mm. bank. So like, I know there, there's an audience for everybody. There's, there's a product for everybody. Yeah wild world with it that we're living in here 
that's 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 crazy. I want to hear more about this cuddle therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you interested in her services? Absolutely not. <laughs> she for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, because her her um, demographic is very much. It makes sense. It's a lot of um, military men, mm-hmm. which I mean, and she lives in Hawaii, so it makes sense that you know she has she has the audience for her product. Hey, you got the audience for it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Therapist. So now you say, what's the wildest product you seen succeed? Cuddle therapist. Mm-hmm. That's my new answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I know I've. So I often talk about astrology and human design and all all kinds of other things, of course, on this show. And um, I remember like when we had met, I discovered you were a Capricorn and I was like, oh, this makes sense. Because what you have spoken about the whole time on the show is like relationships and connections. And uh, somebody called me the spiritual plug. (laughs) Like and I tell people, you know, if. If I don't know somebody, like if I don't do something, like for instance, I don't do tarot cards. They're they're not my jam. I don't really resonate with them. I get my messages elsewhere. Like I channel more messages like within for meditation or, you know, sometimes music things happen. And I'm like, oh, I got the message from that. But like tarot cards, they're not my jam. But um, relationship building, like I I'd mentioned, you know, I'm the spiritual plug. I have, I'm one of those people that's like, if I don't know it, I can put you with somebody who will. And I feel like that's just, that's the Capricorn thing. Like we are like the masters of the relationships. Cause like we're the foundation for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So do you, I, I, you resonate do with I that? believe, I think, well, I yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, you know, like what's all simple with the goat, right? Yeah. 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 I can't get rid of that. Yeah. And and I tell people the other thing they say about Capricorns is, um, you know, we're we're just the the wise ones, and like you even mm. said, you know, your brother put you on to figuring out what you wanted to do before college, like <clears throat> before you went into that. So not everybody has those opportunities. Not everybody's like, oh, let me figure out what I really, really am interested in. They just go to college, mm. get a degree, you know, the American way, yeah. stray away from that. So, 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 so how, how did you find your call or how did you get into um, doing what you do now? Like discovering your interests is the better question. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. No, well, my path has always been like I was uh, giving my parents massages when I was a kid and making a menu and charging for it. But then later mm. when I went into college, I was like, um... I was studying communications because I wanted to do radio and TV. Shocker. And then when I was there, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't need a degree to do radio and television. I don't want to do this anymore. So let me. <laughs> it didn't make sense because I realized connections. It really is about who you know and and uh, and making these these relationships happen. And then, wait, but wait, hold on. Stay right there. So you, you didn't feel like um, by learning maybe uh, – more language or how to pronounce certain words or like different communication skills. Like no. actually really. No, nothing. like I think what I got out of college was relationships. Like that's it. Yeah. Like what I, I mean, you, had, you, you must have a great public school. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, but no, like I think what I got mostly out of college was the relationships that I made and nurtured from there because I'm still friends with a lot of those people 
And even like I, I even did the study abroad thing. So like that gave mm-hmm. me some more outlook on, you know, what life is like in travel and like getting into these old other cultures, of course. So I did have that, but I already had a background in that anyway, because, you know, I was already traveling. Yeah. Is, that, is that where the Charlemagne connection came from? Uh, I actually used to do um, like promo things for him and his team. Like I used to pass out flyers for their parties. Mm. So again, it was yeah. like relationships, these relationships. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I'm like, you know, you can have a degree, you can have all of the certifications, but if you're not out here, like managing the relationships that you need for your community, then you're not really doing the work that you need to be doing. Yeah. So wait, all right. I'm going to get back to the original question, but I want to know how you met, the, how you made that relationship with the person that you like, yo, I want to pass out flyers with the, for the party. Like how did, Cause how I used that, to be at the flyers. Story? I mean the parties, I used to be at the parties already. And then mm-hmm. I don't even, God, that was when I was what, 16. And so I, I must've, I guess I would, I volunteered or something. This was so long ago. Oh. That is funny. Also, at this time, it's not like, was he on the radio yet or no? Yeah, he was on it, but he wasn't who he is now, obviously. He was just a local yeah, radio yeah, person. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, while he was on the, like, local radio and stuff like that, did you already had interest in radio then or no? Mm-hmm, I did. Oh, all right. I did. So, so at were some you point. about that then? Yeah, really? yeah, because at some point I was like, it'd be cool if I could go to New York and intern and blah, 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 blah. And then it just didn't pan uh-huh. out. Like I would try and schedule, you know, like having a roommate up there or like getting, cause that's, that's where I led to, like I dropped out of school and then I was like, let me do, let me get a skill that I can take with me wherever. So I took up massage uh-huh. and then I was like, I can do massage wherever. And then I actually enjoyed massage. And then from massage, I went to Reiki. And then I was like, yeah. well, now with Reiki, I can do that anywhere. You know, I don't have to be, yeah. and I don't have to do one-on-one either. I can do group sessions and I can, this can big, you know, this can build even more than I realized. So now the shift is more group things with my healing work and more sharing my message so that, and then I teach Reiki too. So then I, I know my impact more with teaching these things than just doing them one-on-one. Mm. So, so that's, so, so. Did you ever go to, uh, to, to to New York or not? To intern, no. But I am still. We are still friends. I I went to his wedding and stuff. We are still friends. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying, did you look for someone else to do the radio thing? I mean, it's kind of the same. You end up podcasting radio. That's what I'm saying. Like thing. it's right. I, it all came full circle anyway. So I feel like yeah. I I feel like I'm still where I need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still doing it. Um. You know, you know the, the poem um, A Dream Deferred by Langston Hughes? I, I think, is that Langston Hughes? Yes. You sure? Don't, don't have me quote something that I'm wrong about. No, I got I got an okay. It's a, it is him. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, you know how he has a, a, the thing A Dream Deferred and as well, like, you know, people that don't pursue their dreams or whatever it is, what happens to that dream. But I always think it's interesting. Like, oh, it's full circle. Like, yeah, yeah, right. well, deferred dream. Have a, like, I have a skill how do I exercise it? Mm-hmm. You know, but I always think that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's better than not using the skill regardless. Like, no, this is just what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Always know. Well, then I also told I like- myself the reason it went the direction it went is because I needed to do the massage 
to even have something to talk about now. Because what was I mm. going to be doing in radio and television then? Like, just, I would have been, no. you know, right, exactly. So now <laughs> I actually have, you know, like actual valuable information and valuable content yeah. to share. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's why I had to go in that order. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes total sense. That's kind of dope. That's super dope. I love Thank that. you. So as you know, we do talk about alternative therapies and healing on the show. So what I do like to ask my guest is, uh-huh. what's your medicine? Sex. Isn't that everything? <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. No. We won't even get oh, into the trauma that people experience with that sometimes. <laughs> Some go wrong, sex. Okay. Some go right, sex. Okay. And I will say, listen, y'all, I t- Y'all know, y'all know I'm a fan of Capricorns, but I, I will say I've heard those Capricorn men are different than the Capricorn women. We're exciting. Are you? Is that what it is? I hear I heard toxic We're translation. Excited. I heard toxic just now. <laughs> oh, wow. Exciting, toxic. Oh wow. Maybe. It, it must be like it must be the day where your micro does. No, 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 no. Don't get me started on my microdosing because I have even more clarity when I microdose, but I haven't, I can't say like I've dated a Capricorn man to speak on it, but every time women talk to me about Capricorn men, they're like, oh my God, they're insane. And then I'm like, R. Kelly's a Capricorn man. Um, oh no. Mm, Not R. Kelly. Mm. Well, give, give, give us somebody else. Give us somebody else. Again, you go to R. Kelly. Well, because I feel like, you know, the, the Capricorn men out there and Capricorns in general because of the power that they hold, because they are the goat, they can use that power for good or evil. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes <laughs> women need to feel good. <laughs> right? Or not. Sometimes they do need to feel good. Got it. So it's like, it's like, it's like it would be so selfish. Like, imagine, imagine you have the power to make women feel good, and you only use it for one person. <laughs> that is selfish. Isn't that selfish? That's the most selfish thing I've ever heard of. Oh gosh. You know? That's 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 like, you know what that is? That is the Rockefeller of like sexual energy. Like it's laws against having a monopoly on things. So uh, Right. Know? But not not everybody wants to not everybody wants more than one person at a time either. So that's a thing too. No, it's like everyone deserves to be healed. <laughs> so so we can heal them. If we can heal them. We can help them. So you think you're you're healing women with your sexual energy? That's what that's what you're saying. See, toxic. This is I told you I heard toxic. And I like didn't hear that at all. All I'm seeing right now is that um all I hear is medicine, nope, therapy, nope, help, nope, help. What I'm hearing <laughs> is because you are you know a Capricorn, and I'm like yay team Capricorn. But what I'm hearing is you know that like there's a GIF or that video clip of Tyra Banks, and she's like we were all rooting for you. That's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Like, oh man, oh man, Capricorn. Like, like I, I just knew you'd come with something like, yeah, deep and like, well, no pun intended. I don't know your life over there, so <laughs> no, nope. not walking into that. Not walking into that. Anyway, Steve I Murray. did. I can't. Nope, Steve Murray. Set yourself up. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I take it back. Like, who said I did it? <laughs> You know, I'm African. You know uh, fair. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Murray, where can the good people find you if they are looking for your work for their brands? Uh, my my website is stevemurrayconsultant.com or um, 
you can reach me at Instagram, Steve Murray two. Uh, number two. Yeah. Number two, Steve Murray number two. Okay. Steve Murray number two. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, it's been my pleasure. And um, I'll make sure to keep sharing my story. Absolutely. I'm capitalizing off of that hey. soon. And what, what's your medicine? My medicine is energy. Like I do energy mm. healing. And then my mm-hmm. other medicine, which I talk about all the time on here, is plant medicine. But you knew that already. I just still have to make sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, they know. They know. <laughs> I'm getting them into. I'm getting them into the plants and the energy too. So they know. Yeah. So perfect. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again for joining me, and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, absolutely. You too, as well. Thank you. Uh, no problem. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H.